Welcome to episode 262 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about bullshit arguments. Before we get started, I want to encourage you to visit truthquestshirtfactory.com where you can support the show by purchasing and wearing one of our thought-provoking shirts, such as the most recent addition to the collection, I Refuse to Be a Useful Idiot. All shirts are $30 with free shipping. By the way, this episode is dedicated to my wife for a reason I will explain at the end of the episode. I recently came across a two-part article by a woman named Robin Shooter titled, How to Spot Bullshit Arguments. I just couldn't resist bringing it to you. Much of what she writes is derived from Carl Sagan's work back in a 1995 book titled, The Demon Haunted World. The chapter she pulled from is titled, The Fine Art of Baloney Detection. In it, Sagan summarizes the 20 most common and perilous logical fallacies that we must be alert to when anyone is trying to persuade us of anything. To say critical thinking is a lost art is a massive understatement. It seems a rarity today to witness a debate or discussion based on the truth, or at the very least, based on logical arguments. The left is all emotions and no brain. Quite frankly, left-wing radicals rarely even participate in debate, choosing rather to shout down and or have their opponents censored. While I admit that all sides of the ideological spectrum are susceptible to escaping to their bias-affirming bubbles, where hearing both sides of an argument is rare, it is still of utmost importance that we evaluate all sides of an argument and let the best, most persuasive one win. In order to do that, we must employ logic in our arguments and call out logical fallacies. In this episode, I'm going to review many of the fallacies covered by Sagan and Shooter and provide examples of each. My goal is to make you a better arbiter of the truth. After all, this is the Truth Quest podcast. When you notice these logical fallacies being employed, call them out. Try to draw the person making the arguments out into a conversation by explaining the logical fallacies in their argument. Then start asking them clarifying questions. Let's start with what is a logical fallacy. As Shooter puts it, quote, logical fallacies are errors or gaps in the reasoning process that invalidate an argument, end quote. If you're like me, you may read or hear an argument being made and know the person is full of shit, but then what? You can offer an alternative view, which is all well and good, but wouldn't it be better if you could point out the flaw in their logic? Rather than drifting into a back and forth with someone who is arguing from an illogical perspective, try pointing out the logical fallacy in their argument. The first logical fallacy we're going to cover is ad hominem and straw man. Now these are easy to spot. It happens all the time and is a favorite tactic of the left. An ad hominem argument attacks the arguer instead of disputing the argument itself. The straw man logical fallacy consists of mischaracterizing a position to make it easy to attack. Both of these are tactics to deflect attention away from the debate, the argument, the conversation. When someone calls you a conspiracy theorist, they are employing the ad hominem fallacy. When they call your belief or argument a conspiracy theory, they are employing the straw man fallacy. Ad hominem is best illustrated with all things Trump. Democrats and the left call him every name in the book in order to what? Deflect from the issues he is raising and to dismiss and degrade him in the eyes of the so-called independent voter. You can test this theory by simply quoting Trump to a Trump hater. It doesn't matter if he made an observation about what a beautiful day it is. They will dismiss his comment with some type of pejorative. They've been doing this for a long time, well before Trump. It's the same tactic, just a different year and a different target. Bush, Dole, Romney, McCain, DeSantis. 
How many strawman arguments have we been subjected to over the last five years? All things COVID, of course. If you challenge the approved narrative of the COVID jab, mask, lockdowns, or social distancing, what'd you hear? That's a conspiracy theory. What about the use of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine to fight COVID? Conspiracy theory. Hunter Biden's laptop. Conspiracy theory. Another way you can employ the straw man logical fallacy is to dismiss or question the source of some reporting rather than addressing the arguments made. I once had a conversation with someone of a different political persuasion. I don't remember exactly what the conversation was about, but I presented this person with a link to an article from the Gateway Pundit to support the argument I was making. I was surprised when instead of addressing my argument and reading the article, this person responded with something like, the Gateway Pundit, isn't that a conspiracy website? I replied, no. What'd you think about the article? Response, oh, well, you know, I didn't really, you know, I didn't read it because my NPR, CNN, MSNBC, political marinated brain cannot justify spending time reading such trash. Actually, I threw that last part in, but I think you get my point. Blinders were firmly on and he or she was not going to allow those eyes to be exposed to a conspiracy website. Other recent examples of ad hominem logical fallacy includes calling people who disagree with you names like any vaxxer, Christian nationalists, deplorables, bitter clingers, gun nuts, MAGA, domestic terrorists. Oh, and they love calling people deniers, you know, climate deniers, election deniers. What's next? Gender affirming deniers? The 2020 election was clean as the wind-driven snow. Oh, are you familiar with the amount of improprieties, illegalities, and irregularities committed in key Democratic stronghold counties and battleground states? Election denier, insurrectionist. You know the whole man-made climate change green agenda is bullshit, right? Climate denier. You want the poor polar bears to go extinct and you want people to die from the melting ice caps. The list is long and plentiful today because the left refuses to engage in debate, instead reverting to childish schoolyard name-calling, all in order to avoid having to defend their beliefs. To reiterate, ad hominem and strawman arguments are nothing more than a deflection technique. At all costs, avoid the topic at hand. Avoid having a real discussion. Ad hominem is used to derail the person who is being attacked by forcing them to defend themselves rather than pursue their argument. Straw man works to dismiss a source or a person completely. They cannot be taken seriously. Both techniques work to distract the audience's attention from the substance of the debate. It's all a filibuster to stall and avoid having to answer questions about their position on an issue. Next up is another favorite of the left, specifically socialists and communists. You hear this one all the time. Trust the experts. If you've ever known a trial attorney, prosecutor, or defense... They will tell you that they can find an expert witness to support their position. Remember when Biden deflected Trump's accusation about Hunter's laptop during one of their debates with the claim that 51 former intelligence officials signed a letter saying the laptop was Russian disinformation? That was a historic trust the experts moment. Joe wasn't about to answer questions about Hunter's laptop. He went in there. So the deep state solicited some signatures from Solis and treasonous former intelligence officials in order to give Joe a trust-the-experts talking point. Climate change is another arena full of this type of trust-the-experts bullshit. COVID, of course, was and still is. The experts say the vaccine is safe and effective and it will stop the spread, so just take the damn vaccine. My patience is running thin. 
Fauci said this, Fauci said that. How about Grandma Janet Yellen and Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, the financial experts, making arguments that there is no inflation or inflation is transitory? Trust us, the experts. These people are betting that most of the sheep will trust the so-called experts. And sadly, in a nation full of useful idiots, this particular logical fallacy is very effective and hard to combat. Some of you are likely wondering, well, where's the fallacy here? First off, in a supposed free country, why should some so-called expert be the final arbiter of policy? Secondly, what if the experts are wrong? What if the experts are corrupt or evil or both in the case of Fauci? What if you have your own experts that refute their experts? Are we going to engage in a conversation or debate about which expert is likely telling the truth? Oh, hell no. Again, these people are deflecting. They are not looking for a conversation or a debate. They want you to go away. They want you to shut up. Similarly, there is the prove you don't beat your wife logical fallacy. This fallacy is based on the assumption that a statement must be true if it cannot be proven false or false if it cannot be proven true. Perfect example, COVID facts adverse effects. We have myocarditis and other widely reported problems. We have all-cause mortality numbers through the roof in the years following the often toxic, sometimes deadly experimental so-called COVID vaccine, all of which is dismissed because they say, you can't prove that the jab caused it. And then they advocate for more shots in their very next breath. Well, hell no, we can't prove it's from the jab because the jab is experimental and there were no clinical trials. Everyone taking the jab was or is participating in the largest drug trial in the history of the planet. Next up, non sequitur or the then what logical fallacy. A non sequitur is a conclusion that does not follow from the statement that precedes it. The non sequitur is often a signal that the person using it has simply failed to recognize alternative possibilities. Similarly, the then what logical fallacy is the practice of proposing or implementing a policy without considering what happens next, thus the then what. This is a hallmark of liberals who rarely consider the consequences of their actions because they are simpletons. They rarely think a single step beyond the claim they are making, much less two or three steps. For example, defund the police. As far as left-wing sloganeering and virtue signaling goes, I guess it sounds good in their echo chamber. However, none of them ever ask the question, then what? I mean, really, what the hell do you think would happen? Oh, right, you didn't think. Or how about this example ripped from today's headlines? New York City Mayor Eric Adams, one year ago, was a champion of illegal immigrants. He proudly proclaimed New York City a sanctuary city. Fast forward to 2023, and this little bitch is whining and moaning about the influx of illegals to New York City. Well, what the hell did you think would happen, Eric? I mean, really, you invited them to come, you dipshit. A sister logical fallacy to the then what fallacy is the slippery slope. Purveyors of this logical fallacy try to make you believe that the mere act of questioning or challenging the approved narrative puts these people on a dangerous and or illegal trajectory. If you are affiliated with the Republican Party or considered a conservative or libertarian and you challenge the legitimacy of an election, you are likely a violent extremist and you're attempting a coup. Similarly, if you fail to condemn the January 6th trespassing incident with enough vigor, you are likely an insurrectionist looking to overthrow the government. How about silence is violence? I mean, yeah, it rhymes, but violence does not follow from remaining silent on an issue. 
The next logical fallacy is appeal to emotion or adverse consequences. It is essentially an argument that a belief is either true or false based on whether the belief leads to a desirable or undesirable consequence. Throughout the COVID hysteria, we heard the emotional appeal or claim that if you selfish assholes don't take the often toxic, sometimes deadly experimental so-called COVID vaccine, you're going to kill grandma. You see the logical fallacy? Emotion, 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 leading to some adverse consequence. Of course, the opposite was true since the jab didn't work, did not stop the spread, and gave people a false sense of security to visit their elderly relatives who could contract the virus from their vaccinated kinfolk. I just produced an episode on recycling, so this topic is still fresh in my mind, but I think it's applicable here. You know where I'm going. If you don't recycle all your shit, it's going to end up in the ocean and in the air passages of whales or wrapped around a baby seal's neck. Is that what you want? Since this argument suffers from the then-what logical fallacy, you can observe, well, actually, America's trash only ends up in the ocean when we ship it overseas to third-world countries. Then you will likely find yourself subjected to an ad hominem attack. It's all very civilized. You can use this logical fallacy technique in a logical manner to smack down your trolls. As you might be aware, I've published a number of episodes on the abortion debate. As a matter of fact, episode number two is where I first laid out my million-dollar question used to stop all pro-abortionists in their tracks. It's a derivative of this adverse consequence argument. I simply asked the question, what about the baby? The adverse consequence of your abortion-pushing or abortion-permitting friend's opinion is obvious. A dead, innocent baby formerly minding their own business in his mother's womb when she decided killing him was an okay option. Guess what the reaction to that question is? I've experienced three different reactions. One, silence and a defiant stare with arms crossed. That comes from pro-abortionists with a conscience. Number two, they tell me to go F myself because I just punched them in the nose rhetorically and they're too shallow to come up with a response. Or three, your fence-sitting friends, those who have kind of internalized the pro-choice women's body, my body, my choice rhetoric, without really thinking through the issue, they'll look you straight in the eye and say, I never thought about it from the baby's perspective. Boom, that's a win, that's a satisfying moment. The next logical fallacy we are going to review is the sister to the last one, appeal to emotion and adverse consequences. It's called engineered outrage. Like many of the other fallacies, this one is primarily a left-wing phenomenon. It is the belief that your argument is stronger if you are angry or offended. I would argue that this fallacy is the result of years of pent-up frustration, years of marinating in news sources that lie on a loop, and dishonest politicians that foment victimhood nonsense that takes advantage of mentally shallow, useful idiots. Ultimately, it is born out of the weakness of their arguments. They literally cannot justify their beliefs, even to themselves because they are indefensible. It's born out of their frustration for being pummeled rhetorically with logic. So they resort to engineered outrage. It manifests itself in anger and outrage when faced with an opposing view. The anger makes them a little more nuts than they already were. It's an adult temper tantrum. Sometimes it amps them up, other times it shuts them down completely like a turtle retreating into their protection of its shell. Challenge their insane gender transitioning agenda with the truth that what you're dealing with is a mental illness called gender dysphoria, and they go batshit crazy. You ever seen libs of TikTok? Disagree with their stance on abortion? What do they do? They foment hate against the Supreme Court. 
They feign that they are offended. They revert to the ad hominem attacks and violence like bombing crisis pregnancy centers and threatening the lives of Supreme Court justices. None of that changes the fact that abortion is not a constitutionally protected right. Their argument or violence or outrage is a logical fallacy. Try saying something like, I will not comply with any new mask or vax mandates. They will claim that you are a fascist looking to spread the virus, despite the fact that the so-called vaccine is often toxic and sometimes deadly, and it is experimental, and it does not stop the spread. Think about Trump derangement syndrome. Tell me this isn't a real thing. My wife and I had the privilege of attending a Melania Trump speech on November 1st, 2020, the day before the election. My wife posted some pictures from the event that night on Facebook, and a left-wing lunatic second cousin who she had never met called us Nazis for attending the event. Say anything about MAGA on your social media and out come the crazies. Why? Because they are offended and outraged and angry. Why? Because like a toddler, they cannot use their words. They cannot coherently or persuasively express or defend their beliefs. I'm sorry, but just because you're angry, whether it's righteous anger or not, does not make your argument any stronger. That is a logical fallacy. Next up, special pleading or special circumstances. This logical fallacy involves asking that the claim be treated as an exception to a general rule without explaining why it should be treated as one. Examples. Government invoked emergencies in order to suspend God-given and constitutionally protected rights. Consider the abuse of the executive order over the centuries. Check out episode 256 for a deep dive into that topic. Think Abraham Lincoln's executive orders authorizing the suspension of the writ of habeas corpus in 1861 or his Emancipation Proclamation two years later, both made on the grounds of extenuating circumstances. How about FDR's executive order to confiscate privately owned gold? Talk about illegal. Forget the constitutionality of it. But we're trying to come out of the Great Depression. It's an emergency. Or how about his internment of Japanese Americans during World War II? I mean, come on, people. But we're at war. As I told you in the last episode, number 261, soon you will see Biden declare a climate emergency in order to take control of food and utilities. How about the Patriot Act or NSA spying? We need to track terrorists. Again, the response to COVID by governments around the world demonstrated this special pleadings logical fallacy. Lockdowns, mass mandates, vaccine mandates, closing down businesses. What the hell? The virus had a 1% fatality rate. Why destroy millions of jobs, destroy the education of millions of kids? Not to mention the fact that governments don't have the power to do all that shit. Next up is the pick and choose logical fallacy. This fallacy occurs when an argument's premise is arrived at by conveniently picking and choosing your data set. In other words, selective bias. The idea being there is a predetermined narrative or conclusion that they want to push, so they pick and choose the evidence that they use to make their case. There are several spin-offs of the pick-and-choose fallacy. The first one is the anecdotal fallacy. This is the argument based on something you read or you heard with nothing substantial to back it up. This is easy to identify and easy to smack down. The next spin-off is the one-sided coin fallacy. This is the logical or disingenuous or evil or ignorant practice of supporting a view, the one side of the coin, one that violates the pick-and-choose fallacy, and completely ignoring the other side of the same coin. Just ignore the stuff you don't like. The best example I can come up with is the one side of the COVID coin was the practice of counting people who died with COVID as dying from COVID, even if they died from a heart attack, gunshot wound, or motorcycle accident. The other side of that same coin 
was anyone who died within weeks, days, or even hours of receiving the COVID injection, they of course died of old age, pre-existing illnesses, or unknown causes that were definitely, definitely not related to the receiving of the jab. Or what about the war in Ukraine? One side of the coin is Putin is a murderous dictator invading an innocent democracy. The other side that is ignored, the ever-expanding of NATO, closer and closer to Russia's border, despite repeated promises by a generation or two of American leaders not to do that. Oh, and then there were those biolabs on the Ukraine-Russia border that were making Russians sick. How do they get away with this pick-and-choose logical fallacy? Well, they employ a number of tactics that we'll touch on briefly here. Circular reasoning, misuse of statistics, and misconstruing correlation versus causation. Circular reasoning is a fallacy that occurs when an argument's claim assumes to be true without proof. The left loves to employ this fallacy because they know the alphabet soup conspiracy media will never call them out and the federal government will pressure social media companies to censor those that do. Can anyone say the vaccine is safe and effective or lockdowns save lives or masks stop the spread and so does social distancing? All claims made confidently that assume that they are true without supporting it with facts and figures. How about these? The 2020 election was the fairest election in history, or man's use of fossil fuels is harming the planet, or the border is secure, or inflation is transitory, or raising the minimum wage will help the poor. Racism is rampant in the U.S. White supremacy is the worst problem facing the nation. January 6th was an insurrection. No proof is ever offered, just hyperbole. Then we have the practice of misunderstanding the nature of statistics purposely. Let's be honest, most people have little or no ability to grasp the nature of statistics or care to scrutinize a claim made with some statistics attached. How many of you remember anything from your high school or college statistics class? Mean, median, mode, statistical significance, sample size. Because of that, as Shooter puts it, statistics have been used, quote, as a blunt force weapon against the public, end quote, leaving us wide open to being rhetorically bludgeoned by a never-ending stream of context-free statistics. Much like the idea that you can find an expert to say anything, you can get statistics to do the same thing. You simply cherry pick or purposely misrepresent. Election polls are regularly rigged to meet a particular side's narrative. Instead of surveying likely voters, they'll survey registered voters, or they'll stack the participants in the survey by political party. Smart pundits will call shit surveys and polls out by examining the internals, which is where you find the inconsistencies. Another subset of the pick-and-choose logical fallacy is the often-employed tactic of misusing correlation versus causation. This logical fallacy assumes that if two events co-occur, they are causally related. Or the assumption that if event B occurs after event A, then B has caused A. Consider global cooling. Circa 1970, the Earth's temperature was going down. Well, this was occurring after humans were introduced to the planet, therefore humans were causing the coming ice age, and something must be done. Circa 1989 through today, the Earth's temperature is going up. This is occurring after humans started using fossil fuels, therefore their use is causing global warming. Here's another. Mass shootings only happened after the invention of guns and after the ratification of the Second Amendment. Therefore, the proliferation of guns in society protected by the amendment cause mass shootings, and the only way to limit their occurrence in the future is to take guns away from law-abiding citizens or make it really, really difficult for them to buy them. We have two more logical fallacies to cover. The next one is super easy to spot. Suppressed evidence, half-truths, and lies. 
This is the deliberate concealment of important information or just flat-out lies. The practice of gaslighting and propaganda is a technique used by the left to support this logical fallacy. Lie about something, send out the usual suspect talking heads, and the alphabet soup conspiracy media will push the lie on a loop. The most obvious example from recent memory is the Trump-Russia collusion. The Clinton campaign cooked it up, and the media, the Democrats, and the Trump-Hating coalition in the GOP ran with it for what, four years? Other examples, the push for war in Iraq, weapons of mass destruction, all the lies told about COVID, exaggerated death rates, the lies about the origin of the virus, the effectiveness of the jab. Check out episode 195, The Truth About the Empire of Lies, for more on that. And finally, we have the logical fallacy of weasel words and euphemisms. The left is the king of this logical fallacy. Expressing opinions or making declaratory statements using phrases that are designed to sound authoritative or meaningful, but lack any context and true meaning. Throw in the left's practice of changing the definition of words or just making up words, and you have a recipe for disaster, rhetorically speaking. You know, words like marriage, woman, and vaccine, all whose definition has been changed by the left. They also love to employ the art of obscurity by adding adjectives to words like racial and social to the word justice, or how about white to privilege, or good to discrimination, or cultural to appropriation. The mother of all are newly created words that can then be used to bludgeon the public with lies and propaganda. Consider a miss, dis, and malinformation. Or how about the ever-expanding acronym for the LGBTQ plus hashtag dollar sign ampersand community? Or the hundreds of pronouns that have been created? None of that shit was even a thing five years ago. Now they are wielded like weapons. As we discussed often in the TruthQuest podcast, the left is not interested in pursuing logical conversations and debates because most of their positions cannot be defended using logic and reason. As a matter of fact, many on the left are embarrassed by the radical positions held by their side, but they are too cowardly to speak up. We are increasingly seeing stories about Democrat leaders in poorly run blue cities who were advocates for defunding the police. Now they're coming out and bemoaning the living conditions in their cities. Or, as I mentioned earlier, New York City Mayor Eric Adams went from a staunch sanctuary city advocate to a crybaby in the matter of, what, a year? You see very few mainstream Democrats defending the so-called gender-affirming hair agenda, which requires the mutilation of bodies of minors, and in some jurisdictions like California, without parental knowledge or consent. Who wants to turn their kid over to a school system run by mentally ill administrators that will do shit like that to their children? Same thing goes for Biden's botched yet purposeful withdrawal from Afghanistan and the purposeful open border. All of that shit is indefensible from a moral perspective, much less logically. Therefore, the left must employ a series of logically flawed arguments in order to trick the public into following their sick and twisted policies. I have caught my wife on a number of occasions saying something like, how does that even make logical sense after viewing some left-wing or Democrat lunatic on the nightly news? I say, you are looking at this all wrong. You cannot use logic when dealing with these people. Now, after listening to this episode, you can put a name to those logical fallacies. And that's the truth about bullshit arguments. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, share episodes with your friends, and check out truthquestshirtfactory.com.